1: You got this. Adidas.
0: Hey, it's Wednesday, Raider Nation. It means that's time for you to speak to us. Yes, we're always yapping at you. You get to yap at us with the Raider Nation mailbag. Mo Moten, Scockle Branson back with you here. Silver and Black Today is an Odyssey original podcast. We appreciate your support. We appreciate you guys here being here. We appreciate your subscription, so please subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to us, whether it's Apple, Google, Spotify, doesn't matter. You can find Mo and I there in your speaker And we're glad to talk to you about Raider Nation. Yes, it's been a tough week coming off the Tennessee loss, but we got some great questions as we always do. And yes, they're not always happy as this week you can imagine. There's some people that are a little frustrated, Mo, but uh, overall, we have great listeners. So even when they're frustrated, and somewhat questioning whether or not God exists because the Raiders are bad again, um, their questions do come across a little more positive. But I'm gonna start off our good friend John Davis, a longtime listener, goes way back to me with me down uh, in, in Las Vegas on CBS Sports Radio. John asks, Mo, do you think McDaniel's ego is getting in the way? Maybe he thinks that he doesn't need to run the ball because he's smarter or his play calling is superior. I don't know. It was just a thought. That is our good friend, John Davis. And Mo, we talked about this yesterday on Tuesday's show, mm-hmm. Josh McDaniels, the play calling the, the game planning that maybe he's th- this mad genius of the offense is too much inside his head and not keeping it as simple as he should.
1: Remember I said back in the off season, all the headlines were about Devontae Adams Hunter Renfro Darren Waller and this passing attack. I think, Josh McDaniels might have read too much of those, too many of those news clippings. I think he fell in love with what the Raiders have in the passing game, and he's basically ignored or been reluctant to hand the ball to Josh Jacobs in that talented running back room. So I think I, I don't know if it's ego, but I, I just think he probably looks at his room, his uh, his playmakers, and says, "I got Derek Carr, who I wanted when I was in New England. I got Devonta Adams. I got Darren Waller. I got Hunter Renfro. We're gonna go pass heavy." I know Josh Jacobs is a good back, but we got multiple playmakers and Mac Hollins is coming along. He leads the Raiders in receiving yards. We got guys who could stretch the field and score a bunch of touchdowns and flurries. But as I said in the last show on Tuesday, you need balance. You don't you don't necessarily have to run the ball, you know, 30, 40 times, but you have to give teams, you have to force teams to respect the run. And I don't yes. think enough teams respect the when when it comes to the Raiders. And I think Josh McDaniels—that's something he has to adjust to. I said this in the Sports not column. He says he's learned from his mistakes in Denver, right? So let's see if he's really learned from his mistakes and he addresses those blind spots because he has to adjust going forward.
0: Yeah, there's no no question there, uh, Mo. And uh, it's 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 interesting just because uh, it's not. The, I knew this team would have challenges. You know, we had we had listeners. Uh, who say, oh, they're going to go 17-0. Of course, it's just fans being fans, and God bless them. But at the same time, we knew that there would be rough spots. I just Mm -hmm. had no clue that the rough spots would be this bad, number one, and number two, uh, that they would be in some of these areas from star players, from perhaps a lack of leadership during practice during the week. I don't know. It just seems very odd to me. But, John, we appreciate your question uh, as always, and and it goes back to something Mo's been talking about for a couple weeks. So we appreciate it. All right, our good friend Gary Harkenreader uh, writes in again. And I think this is the second out of four shows that he's done. He says, "Hey guys, uh, after yesterday's debacle, I'm not sure the Raiders can win any games." Though the offensive <laughs> line, <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> I, know. I told you, but but he does it in a really nice way. So um, though the offensive line played better, I think Carr doesn't have confidence in it. To hold up, so he rushes his progressions. That's a good point. I want to get to that. Like you, I don't want to hear any more talk. It's put up or shut up time. The big money guys need to do more than just mail it in. This includes McDaniel's and Ziegler. It's like having a high-performance car, but it's on blocks with the motor still needing to be tuned. Um, we re- we read this one. Uh, last week is too. And I wanted to bring it up because he sent it to me again, and it's basically the same question modified a little bit for this game. Uh, But Mm -hmm. you look at that offensive line. Do you think – Carr isn't getting the ball off as fast as he has in the past. I don't know if he's rushing his progressions, but it doesn't seem like he's trusting and and reading the field. I thought last year he did a much better job – of going through his progressions. Now I don't think, I don't know is it that it's rushing it. I don't think he's getting to all of them.
1: I don't, I can't pinpoint it because I don't know what's in his head, but there's something off about Carr. Now he hasn't played terribly. He's been, he's not the reason the Raiders are losing this game, but he hasn't been able to elevate them to win these games either. And part of that is because of his offensive line. Now I can't speak for Carr and Carr is not going to, we don't, know how carr operates on the podium. He's not gonna badmouth his teammates or call out a player publicly. So when they ask him about the offensive line, the switches specifically on the right side, he goes, Well, I don't even really notice the guys in and out of the lineup. And I I don't I don't completely buy that. But no he goes, I don't the guys out there, you know, whoever's out on the field is doing a good job. And I don't even notice the switches and substitutions because I'm worried about what I'm doing. And I and I would say you understand that you don't have the offensive line that you had maybe five, six years ago when you had car insurance guys like Kalechi assembly and his prime, Rodney Hudson, Donald Penn, when he was still pretty good. Uh, you don't have those guys there anymore. You know, you have an inex- inexperienced guys in starting roles. So I, I don't buy that that doesn't play back in his head. Like I got to get rid of the football or I have to do certain things because I don't have the offensive line that I had a few years ago. Right. So I think that does factor into some of the decisions he makes. But what you don't want to see is, and I see this with young quarterbacks is, and I think they made fun of Sam Darnold for this, is you don't want Derek Carr seeing ghosts. And I think Jack De Rio, remember Jack De Rio says sometimes Derek Carr uh, anticipates pressure that isn't there? That isn't I don't there. Think we're at, right. I, I don't think we're at that point yet, but once you start to see that happen, that's when it becomes a problem.
0: Yeah, and, and Gary went on to say, too, because it was a, a pretty long email, he did say that he felt Carr... Um, was not comfortable in the pocket. I would agree with that. I don't think he looks comfortable there and, and with the offense in general. And he, he stresses the point. McDaniels, McDaniels wants him in the pocket, but the pocket isn't good enough. So Carr feels the pressure, i.e. pressure maybe that's not there even at times when the pocket is okay. Um, so he says, what needs to happen in my mind is you need to spend money on quality offensive linemen. That's no question. What And he said, why not design rollouts and if coverage is designed to take Adams away... Then the plays need to be create, created to put Adams in motion. I think those are both good points.
1: I think we need to put Gary is it Gary? Yeah. I think we need to put Gary in the booth along with Josh and <laughs> things to help him. Get him with a headset. Yeah, get him a headset because I'm not advocating Madden plays. I don't know if Gary plays Madden or not, but I think he brings up some good ideas here. But I want to talk. I also want to talk to Gary's point about Car not being comfortable with the offensive line. Just took a glance at the starting offensive line for the Raiders. They allowed 12 pressures in total against the Titans. So you can't tell me that Derek Carr is not feeling that pressure and going, this offensive line is not very good. He's not, again, he's not going to say that at the podium. He's not going to say that publicly. But in his mind, he knows I have to do certain things. I may have to make certain plays. I may have to use my legs. I may have to, you know, speed up my progressions at a certain moment because my offensive line is not giving me great pass protection. So I'm sure. That plays back in his head when he's in the pocket.
0: Well, when you look at the offense, though, even when they, like, there was was a rollout for Derek Carr in this game against Tennessee on Sunday, and it worked pretty well. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them.
1: Right, and I was going to say, we actually saw Derek Carr use his legs a bit in that game. It was good to see because I know a lot of people say, well, Josh McDaniels doesn't want Derek Carr running. And like I said on a previous show, it's not about running. It's about being able to move the pocket, improvise, and make off-platform throws. Derek Carr can do that, but you have to really work with him on that. That's not a natural part of his game. But if you work with him on it, as we've seen with Gruden, he can do it. He has the ability.
0: Yeah, he does, and 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 for those of you who were calling us Derek Carr haters on yesterday's show, there you go, from positives. Hey, hey, uh, but no, I mean, I mean, look, I think some of these questions, and again, the, the Raider questions, we appreciate you guys sending them all in. Um, they're going to border on negative because it, you know, the fans, I think, are really disappointed. The fans, Mo, they were excited going into last year before all the crap happened with Gruden, and then of course everything else that went down, coming off that COVID year. But this year, more than any other year I've covered the Raiders, I felt the optimism, and, and it was a genuine— even even the people who are usually pessimistic were optimistically pessimistic, if I can make that up. Uh, and it mm-hmm. seemed as though um, there was just this, this idea that they were going to come out, they were going to beat the Chargers, right? Then they're going to beat the Cardinals. And I had them at 3-0. So I was one of those people who, even on paper, not as a fan but as an objective observer— thought that they would do that. Um, Is this one of those situations where fans have to adjust their expectations now? I mean, you said it yesterday's show that the season's not over. Yes, it looks grim for playoffs, but that doesn't mean that this team can't get on track and actually do something pretty spectacular. Do they need to, though, the fans? Do they need to tamper down their expectations?
1: i like the subject topic because i talked about this after the loss and a lot of people came in my will enter my mentions and say well do you still have the raiders at 10 and 7 or are you sticking by your projection and i said yes but i said if you had the raiders winning 12 13 games you might want to adjust your expectations right now because i don't they're not winning 12 13 games not with this football team not with the start that they had but i still believe that 10 wins is still attainable even 11 if if they go on a big run i think 11 wins is attainable well, of course they would have to go on a massive run but who knows as i said on the last show there are 15 weeks left in the season all sorts of things can happen on monday the charges had like five players injury. on the injury report yeah. rashawn slater out for the season with a torn bicep joey Bosa is going to be out for a significant amount of time with a groin injury Uh, JC Jackson, they said he's not responding well to his ankle surgery. So again, that's just one team, but injuries are part of the game. So you're going to have a lot of things go down. You still have the trade deadline. There's just so much that can happen over the next three, four months that you don't know where these teams are going to end up. So again, if you have the Raiders winning 12, 13 games, adjust your expectations. But if you had them winning, if you were an optimistic side, had them win 10, 11, I would still hold on to that.
0: Absolutely. And also I would tell you to hold on right there. Cause we're going to take a quick break on this mailbag show on a Wednesday. It's hump day Raider nation. We're trying to help you get through. And then of course, tomorrow you're getting positive on this show right now, right? Mo and I answering these questions that are coming in all negative in a positive kind of negative way, but we're, uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll get to our final couple questions from you on the Raider Nation Mailbag Wednesday show here on Silver and Black today. Also, if you want to send us mail, what I recommend you do is you wait till after the game, send us the mail for the following show that week, and we'll get to it. You can mail us at mail at today. That's all spelled out, silverandblacktoday.com, mail at silverandblacktoday.com. Do that. We'll put it on next Wednesday's show. Everybody who appears, quote-unquote, appears, gets their question read on the show, gets a free sticker, and then we pick one T-shirt winner each week. We're waiting on the delivery of those shirts, and we will send them out to you. So we already have, I think, four or five winners, and you could be the next winner today. So make sure you do that. Make sure you also subscribe to the podcast. Give us a five-star Five-star, five. If you could do five and a half, we would ask you, but you can't. So five-star rating up on uh, iTunes. We would appreciate that as well. We'll step aside. When we come back, we'll finish off the mailbag for this Wednesday. Take care, Raider Nation. Don't go anywhere.